Hello, how are you today? Welcome to the Shane Cast. Everything is randomly entertaining. Oh no, it's a, it's a really terrible catch phrase or slogan or whatever, but it it's literally what it is about. It's this is literally a random hodgepodge of bullshit that we're gonna talk about. <laughs> so, um, my name is Shane. This is my podcast, obviously. Um, where we're going to talk about anything, everything, uh, that's usually going on in my mind for that day. Um, I'm actually thinking about also doing, um, a literal, uh, random generator will of topics. Um, probably not today on this podcast, um, but eventually, um, might be the next one. Um, also, if you hear a little squeaking, that's my chair. I don't have a very, um, quiet chair to do this on. I mean, I, I could use my rolling chair, but it's all the way over there. But it's fine. Everything is cool. Um, so I guess we can get into this. Um, yeah, so if you didn't know, unfortunately, um... And I, I never, I didn't want to make this into like a political podcast or anything like that. That was never what this is meant to be. But if you um, live in the Nashville area, then you know what happened yesterday. Um, where um, I'm not gonna say their name because of the fact that that they've been mentioned too many times, and I don't think that they need to be remembered in that way. But somebody did go into um, a school and um, did uh, shoot up the school, unfortunately. Um, And three children died. And so did three faculty members at the school. Um, It's the Covenant, I believe, over in Green Hills, if I remember correctly. Um, But yeah, it's super sad knowing what happened and what really fucks me up is the fact that I have a stepdaughter um her name is Ava um and luckily in my area school is out and they're on spring break but it's still it fucking frightens me to have to deal with shit like that where um where you might have to like worry about we sh- I mean, we shouldn't have to worry about that. We shouldn't be having to deal with this problem. And, and, and the thing is, though, is like, it seems like it's gotten worse. I actually kind of talked about to my therapist about this, because this is what was on my mind. Um, but the fact that the government, government, government is more worried about trans people and uh, drag queens than gun control is fucking outstanding. I mean, not outstanding. That's wrong. Um, that is disheartening. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry. I'm, I'm word flub all the time. So, but it, it scares me because um, she goes to public school. She is eight years old and like 
those kids were nine years old. They're one year older than her. And it definitely fucking scares the shit out of me because I don't know what I would do in that kind of situation if my daughter was having to deal with that. Um, like, do I need to fucking get one of those backpacks for her that has the body armor? I shouldn't have to worry about that. And I saw a post on Facebook from another friend of mine who actually does this. Like, uh, she said she's been doing it for years and now her second child's going about to go to school and she's going to have to do it for that child too. And I was like, we shouldn't have to be doing shit like that. And that the fact that we have to, that our government is so fucking upset about drag queens and people that are trans, that anybody from the LGBTQ, the, uh, it shouldn't have to be that. It shouldn't have to be that, that what the government's worried about. It's the fact that they're so fucking worried about that over guns is upsetting and i i don't know i mean what are y'all your thoughts i mean um i'm i'm gonna add like a q a kind of thing on this podcast so y'all can tell me what your thoughts are and stuff like that but like for real like is it is it me i mean should be should we be worrying more about the gays over fucking guns? No. No. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, the only downfall about this one is, yes, this person was trans, which also kind of hits for the uh, LGBT community here, too, because of the fact that now the... Uh, the state is going to be more looking down on them. It's like, oh, this is the reason why we're doing this instead of going for guns. And I don't know. I'm sorry. Again, uh, this is not what this podcast was meant for. But since this happened recently, I, I, I thought I had to throw in my two cents on it. And um, I don't know. I'm just I'm so fed up with having to deal with this shit. Like, I feel like if we went, like, what, 30 years? 30 years back or so. Let's go back to, like, 1996, 1997, before Columbine. We didn't have to worry with this shit. Hell, even our parents ha didn't have to worry about this shit until, like, until about, about uh, Columbine. And it has nothing to even to do with video games, as people like to throw into that as well. It's the fact how, how easy it is for people to get guns and, like, mental health issues and stuff like that. They, they like, might do a check, yeah, but they're not doing a check. They're doing a criminal check, but they're not doing, like, a mental check that, to see if these people are qualified to have these guns. And not just that, it's like... They're going to they're going to blame everything but the guns for the reason why these people did these things. Like, obviously, a lot of things with the with Columbine was had to do with fucking uh, bullying. And I feel like that's what this one was, had to do with as well, because of the fact that, again, with what's going on in Nashville right now and Bill Lee doing his fucking bullshit of uh, of being anti gay anti-lesbian 
anti-trans, anti-drag kind of bullshit. It's just making things worse and throwing more fire to the gasoline that is already out there. Uh, that was a word, bad phrase. I should say throwing the gasoline towards the fire. <laughs> Again, I'm bad at my words and flubbing. But for real, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say about this. Like, it's, it's so dishonoring and hurtful that I'm seeing this kind of shit that I have to fucking worry about my own stepdaughter going to school. And luckily where we live, I mean, we're just right there behind the school. But still, like, if something to happen and, like, I was at work and Cassie and Delaney were at work and we weren't able to go over there to get her, I would be so fucking distraught. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we still got family members that live across the opposite side of the school as well in front of it. But still, I mean, like... I don't know. Am, am, I mean, am I wrong to feel like this? Like, it, I mean, it really fucking hurts my heart to, that I have to worry about my daughter being hurt in any way. Like, I would protect her from the world. And, and that means a lot. Like, I don't know. I, I really, I, I truly love my stepdaughter and stuff like that. So it's just like, I would protect her from anything and everything. Um, but yeah. Again, sorry, I didn't want to make this a political podcast or anything like that. Um, we'll, uh, we'll definitely segue to something else. It's just, I don't know. It, it was just what was on heavy on my heart at the moment. So I thought I'd bring that up first. Um, and um, I know there's like GoFundMe's and stuff like that for the victims. And if you're able to, can you please, please donate uh, to these victims, families and stuff. Um, I'll see if I can link it up when I find it. Um, I might add an additional at the end when I do find it. Let me see. Well, I could probably I could probably do that right now. Hold on. Um, on here. Sorry. <laughs> but um yeah, it's just the fact that it's so overwhelming and scary how this happened and stuff like that and um and it just frightens me. And I don't, the fact that they, again, they worry more about other things than what is actually going on um, is what hurts. Okay, let me see. Um, yeah, so on GoFundMe, I will say this now, there is a few donations that you can do, go to. Um, what I all I did, I I just go went to GoFundMe and I just searched um, the Nashville shooting. Unfortunately, um, but there is one for the custodian who was shot, uh, Mike Hill. You can uh, donate to him, his family. Uh, there is one for the school itself at the Nashville Covenant School uh, Fund. Um, 
and there's also um in my area every every town for gun safety uh, donation um i don't know much about that one but uh but the, yeah there's three there's three of the donation pages that you can you can go to on gofundme um um th the it should be the first three on there uh definitely check them out i know i think uh the buzz in the national uh radio station 1029 the buzz i know they're also doing a donation page as well you could check them out um i think it's 1029thebuzz.com um but yeah if if you can like definitely try to donate um i'm gonna try to I, unfortunately i don't have the money right now but i as soon as i get the funds i'm definitely going to do that um but yeah i think it should be fine to i know it's we're gonna go try to go to a lighter thing now um this was just super heavy on my chest so i wanted to bring this up first before moving on all right um now to a slightly lighter note um i have started uh, my character creation on vampire the masquerade um yesterday uh i was uh working with uh my buddy sean from my work um and there's a lot more things to character creation on vampire the masquerade than i expected so we never did get to finish um i'm probably gonna be talking about this every so often in the podcast just just in case you're interested uh i i, I thought it was kind of cool and fun um but I don't know what other people are going to play as yet. Um, again, me and Sean didn't get to finish our creations. But um, what I'm working on is a La Sombra. And what a La Sombra is, is um, it's their, their clan title, is basically a vampire who has been through the shit. And I mean literally been through it all. Like... Um, and that's how like their sire finds them and stuff is by uh literally ruining that person's life as much as they can and if they're able to uh like still keep on going then they basically somehow have proven themselves to become a la sombra and uh and yeah, that's so. That's what I, my character is basically gonna be. And um, um, and he was from what his background is going to be. I haven't fully fleshed it out yet. Um, but what his background is is the fact that he used to be used to be a because this is gonna be based in New York City. Um, we're thinking modern modern day. Um, but, um, we're thinking about, or at least what I'm thinking about is he used to be a New York, uh, police homicide detective and like basically the, the stuff that went down on him was the fact that like somehow he was framed for, uh, 
mis, uh, misuse of evidence and fired from his duties as a police officer and then like his wife leaves him takes her their kids away and leaves town or at least leaves the their home i should say and still gonna be like they're gonna be still be based in new york new york city and stuff but uh like and after that like days later like his house catches on fire um having to live in a shithole apartment and stuff like that and it's just he's just He's just fucking out of his luck. And then his uh, that's when his uh, sire pretty much gets him and uh, turns him. Um, I haven't really decided on what that sire's name is, if that sire leaves them afterwards or if they are forced to still work with them or what. But um, I just thought it would be an interesting story to try to weave in. Um, the cool, one of the cool things that Lasombras can do is they can work with shadows and stuff like that. So not only do, can they hide in shadows, but they can control shadows. So I thought that was a really cool thing. Um, some can even mess with the void, literal void. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then also one of their banes that they have is like some, some things like, goes on with them is the fact that no kind of technology can works with uh, with them so they can pretty much like if they walk by a camera like their face is obscured you can't see who that is what it is or anything like that so it's just like a blurry smudge on the screen so yeah uh i, I just I'm, I'm super excited i haven't done any kind of i haven't done any tabletops in a while we, tr me and Delaney tried doing uh, Dungeons and Dragons a couple of times, um, actually three times, but it didn't last very long because scheduling is a bitch when it comes to tabletop gaming. Uh, so you really have to really work around that. And uh, with MTAC coming along uh, next weekend, so it's it definitely will be have to be pushed back um, after the convention. But yeah, that I, I'm I'm super stoked. I I've been dying to play this game, no pun intended, for uh, <laughs> uh, for like five years. Uh, ever since I found their uh, the LA by Night uh, YouTube, uh, which I highly recommend to check out. Um, originally, I think it started off on Geek and Sundry, and then now it's on the World of Darkness YouTube channel. But um, it, it's so cool and fascinating and it just got me really wanting to get back into tabletop i think the last true tabletop game i played uh was last year uh me delaney and cassie and some of their co-workers um we played betrayal legacy but man that that was an interesting game because of the fact if you played betrayal house on the hill I think that's the full title. If you've played that, then you you will know what Betrayal Legacy is. So the rundown on that is the fact that you and like four others or how many people you have, it's it's you can play with two people, but it's not as fun unless you you the two of you like add you play as two other people in the game. But basically 
basically what you do is you you're discovering this house you don't know it's haunted or anything like that and each door you go through you flip a tile over and that's what that room is it doesn't matter what the um what the room is i mean it literally can change depending on the tile that you go to uh, like if you go up up into like the second story you could be on a um you could be like on in a uh like a little um crap i can't even think treehouse <laughs> you could be like in a treehouse and then if you go down in the basement you can be like in a cavern it, it's 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 random generated each time because of the fact that you just pull from the pile that is de depending on which floors you're on um but yeah it's it's really fun and then like after that you have to uh depending on that tile like if you pull an item card or an event card uh, you have to do what that event says like it you like it's got like a the dice system on there is different because it's only like I think it's one through die, uh, one through three on the dice, but it's a standard six die dice. Um, but I mean, you can have a blank, which it does nothing, but it also can it can be an, depending on the issue, it does nothing, um, and depending on the the dice as well, uh, the numbers that you get, it can be a if you get a one, it could be something negative, and three be something positive, or vice versa. Um, but then there's also a mark on there that look, looks like a little bird, which is called the omen. And when you uh, get that, you have to roll the dice to the, as many omens that's being played on the board. And that determines who the traitor is in the game. And sometimes it's not always uh, the uh, one of the players. Sometimes it's the game itself can be the traitor. Um it can be um, uh, you. Uh, it could be a person next to you as the traitor, not the person who got that omen itself. So it it really changes. And like we've got three different versions of it. Like we got um, the standard version, um, which I think is the second edition actually. Um, but it has we have the like the expansion because the main game only does a hundred haunts. The expansion gives you extra tiles for the floors and is an additional 50 haunts. And then we have the third edition, which is a much more linear, faster paced. So they, they kind of changed it a little bit um, rules wise and um, how they did the omens. They changed that. And then um, and then there's legacy. And oh boy, is that one different because of the fact that if you've played any kind of the, any legacy games, then you'll know that um, it really changes the game depending on what you do as well. So um, what, one of the things we had to do is we had to, if you did a certain thing, uh, there's two cards that you would potentially get to keep in the play of the game. If it's the if you got one of the cards, that other card, you literally had to destroy it. Like you had to rip it up. But how we were doing it is anything that any of the cards that we had to destroy, <coughs> excuse me, we um, set into a pile. So when eventually when we finished the game, 
we basically did a big like bonfire and uh, celebrated the game and stuff like that <coughs> and um but legacy it goes by the lifespan of that character's family and it leads up to uh the characters that are on the main game which is really cool though because of the fact that you didn't I mean, it's got all these pouches and hidden things inside this box, and then and you have to open up the envelopes and stuff like that through the, the generations. <coughs> and then you literally end up with the figurines of the last main characters in the original game, which I, I thought that was really cool, and how it tied into it and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I'm excited. I mean, like I said, um, I've been interested in, in like tabletop games for a good bit. I mean, I guess since I guess since Critical Role got pretty like pretty big, I kind of I've watched a little bit of that and stuff like that. And there used to be a YouTube uh, show on Geek and Sundry. Uh, called it was literally called Tabletop. It was hosted by Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton, um, <laughs> and uh, it just shows you different board games and tabletop games to play and stuff like that. And me and Delaney used to watch it like religiously because it, each each week was a different uh, game that they played. Um, but it got us into Catan. It got us. Well, I was already kind of into Catan, but it got us into. Um, uh, it got us into Betrayal. Then there was another one it got us into as well. Um, I know we got Small World, which I haven't really played. Uh, Ticket to Ride was one uh, Delaney loves. Um, but, I mean, it's got us wanting to play other things, which I think is really cool, and it gives us more time to spend with each other. Uh, we haven't got to play any board games recently, um, me and the girls, but I mean, like we've been talking about doing it, um, because I got two board games I want to play for myself, and I want the girls to play with it with me on it because it's something that they got me, and it's something I'm a big fan of the series of in general. Which, if you didn't know me, is Resident Evil, and the board game is based off of Resident Evil 2. So it's, I mean, it's super cool, and I, I really wanna, I want, I really wanna check it out. Like, it's got all the figurines of the characters, the monsters. Um, they even got me... They got me a few expansions, actually. They got me some that was just monsters themselves. That was just an expansion for that. And then there's, like, an actual expansion that I have as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, really excited to also check that out. When, when eventually we get to sit down to actually do it. Because, again, there is a lot of rules in this game. So, and I've watched a little bit of it, but it seemed really cool. Um, I'm super hyped on it, but I'm not sure how much hype they are because, again, they're not um, Resident Evil fan like I am. Like I am a hardcore Resident Evil fan. Speaking of Resident Evil, I'm super excited about something I just saw today. Um, I'm also a big George Romero fan, and I love Night of Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and my my all-time favorite day of the dead and um they just came out with a trailer today 
through, I think, Key 13 Films, I think is the name of the production company. But it's um, George Romero's Resident Evil documentary. So back in the day, back in the 90s, late 90s, when Resident Evil 2, after Resident Evil 2 came out, apparently Sony was in talks with George Romero and Capcom about... Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if it was Sony, but I mean, I know Capcom and uh, George Romero were originally in talks about doing a Resident Evil movie before um, before Paul Anderson uh, decided to do it. Um, he wrote a full script and everything. I actually was wanting to get George Romero to sign my script, but I never printed off the sheet, so I couldn't really do it. Uh, I did get my Day of the Dead autograph, though. But I mean. I was super hyped when I heard that he was going to be working on it originally. And, um, and I was, I mean, there's, I mean, a lot of, it was going to be a lot more closer to the game than what we got in the movies now. Um, I mean, they did still change some races, races on some of the characters, which I mean, it's not too bad. I think if I remember correctly, I think Chris Redfield was going to be, um, like Navajo, I know he was like Native American. I don't know if it was Navajo or Cherokee or what, but I know like he was going to be a Native American instead of being what we know Chris as now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was that. And I think, um, I can't remember if it said that Jill was dating Albert Wesker or not. Um, it's been a while since I actually checked it out, but it was going to be, it's going to have some changes, but it wasn't going to be, like, completely changed, like, what we got movie-wise now. But, I mean, like, I was, I was, like I said, I was pumped. So, as soon as they dropped this trailer out, like, I am so ready. I am excited to see this, this documentary. Uh, and I, um, and I've always been a big fan of his, like, I also, I just recently purchased, um, one of his novels that I didn't know he made. Luckily, I got it in hardback at, uh, I think, Books a Million. They had it on clearance, and uh, but uh, it's The Living Dead, which is another telling of his of his characters and stuff like that, but in a different form. Um, I, don't, I think it's a different set of characters. It's not the same, same ones as from the movies. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um... Another thing I'm still kind of excited about, but I haven't got to see it yet, is um, there's the two movies that just dropped. Um, Scream 6, which I'm wanting to see because I finally got to see Scream 5 or Scream um, last week, I want to say. And it got me excited. And then I kind of want to see the Dungeons & Dragons movie as well. Uh, it seems like it would be a little fun movie and probably better than the one we got back in the 90s um even though it does have jeremy irons in it who i adore especially when he was uh alfred and uh batman v superman movie um but yeah um <sighs> sorry <laughs> i know again this is random all all this shit is random and uh i just these are just some things i'm super excited about um uh, I don't know. Um, I just, I just love these things. These, uh, uh, geek media in general is something I'm a fan of. 
and either even if it comes to like um, like comic books or movies tabletops obviously uh, all of that is just so fun and I, I and I'm, I'm glad to seeing it being more positive light and not like negative like it used to be and like oh you're, you're a nerd uh, we're gonna have to bully you like like nerds are starting to rise up now and I, mean, it, I think it's really fucking awesome and I don't know uh, I mean we got some really cool people that are nerds like uh, like Henry Cavill he's a huge nerd like he he literally posted photos of him just building a PC so he can play video games on his PC and stuff or and uh, Joe Menaggio I think I, I, I butchered, butchered his last name I know I did but I mean like you know the guy from uh, True Blood he was the he was the werewolf in True Blood. He was Deathstroke in uh, in um, Justice League. Unfortunately, he only got the one little scene, but still, um, he's in I think Magic Mike one and two. I'm not sure if he was in the third one or not, but um, I know that he was in those. Unfortunately, I don't know how I knew that, but I guess it's I think they show him in the trailer. I don't know, but I mean I just know he is a big uh, player in Dungeons and Dragons. I think he's the, their storyteller, actually, and he's been running a, a campaigns for like years. So I mean, like, even these big buff dudes like can be into ner being nerds and stuff like that. And I think that's so fucking awesome. Um, I don't know what. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I it just it makes me happy. It it definitely makes me happy to see geek culture being a little bit more i know people are probably getting burnt out on like the superhero movies though like marvel does it like for a year <laughs> so it's like i know it can be a little like like tedious sometimes especially if they're all linear leading up to a certain event so you have to literally watch every single one just to get to this one event it can be a little bit tiresome i know um, but I mean, it's, I mean, at least it's getting a little bit more out there than it used to, I guess. I mean, people still kind of used to frown, uh, frown upon comic book movies and think that there will never be something back in the eighties and stuff. So, I mean, like, I mean, the biggest superhero movie back in the eighties was obviously Batman and then in the seventies was Superman and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's really good to see these getting bigger but i know people are starting to get slowly burnt out um but if, if only they can do the same thing for video game movies because man that has a very very low record of good movies <laughs> i think the only really good one that everybody has said so far has been sonic which is sad and and um silent hill uh, kind of. I mean, they kind of butchered my boy uh, Pyramid Head, but and added them to the stories, which didn't make sense in the movies. But I mean, like, I guess that's probably the better of any of them. Like, we had like Doom and Resident Evil, all the Resident Evils, which they never ran anything close to the story in the games, which pissed me off. Um, Tomb Raider is fine. I haven't seen the newest one back in. I think it was the 2017, 2018 movie that came out. 
I haven't seen that one still. Um, I'm kind of excited about the Super Mario Brothers movie, but I mean, like, I mean, Chris Pratt playing Mario kind of like put me down a bit. But I mean, fucking uh, uh, them having a, what is it, a Christian Day or Christopher Day. I, I can never. Or Charlie Day. Sorry, sorry. I am bad at names. Uh, but him as Luigi, I'm super fucking stoked, though. I, I, I can tef- definitely see him playing Luigi. And it would be kind of funny if they kind of reference the terrible 90s uh, Super Mario movie. I mean, they already referenced the, the 80s cartoon theme song with the do the Mario kind of thing. So, yeah, excited about that, too. Also, you're going to notice I'm going to say yeah a lot. I'm just now noticing I'm doing that, and um, because um, <laughs> but I mean at least at least I'm I'm trying here, guys. I'm trying, especially when I'm working on talking by myself. I don't have a person to work with. It's it does make it a little difficult. But I'm I'm I mean we're we're going through this. We're trying. We're gonna we're gonna move on as much as we can and um hopefully i don't burn you out talking about the exact same shit every fucking podcast which again i'm gonna try to have a random generator will for topics for that week that to talk about and stuff like that so but i i I do enjoy rambling every once in a while especially about stuff that i fucking enjoy i enjoy and enjoy sorry i hate flubbing <laughs> so yeah i mean that's that's there there i mean you have to have some kind of stuff that you have to do wrong to to sound to fix yourself and stuff like that if that makes sense like i guess it's just it might be a maybe i'm just my mouth probably is running dry from all this talking but i mean it's cool uh, I'll grab me a drink in just a minute, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, these are just stuff I'm super, super, super excited about, and I'm hoping to see um, more geek positive positivity uh, as much as I can. I wish, I kind of wish that we would still get the Geek Media Expo back, but I know that's not going to come back. That's ran by the people who run Impact. Or it was. It's. Uh, it had a. There was a, a. From my knowledge, I'm not gonna go into it, but it was like it's just they just couldn't afford running both cons, especially with the changing of the guards. Um, so they had to. They had to get rid of one of them, and MTAC was the longer running convention that they've done. So they they decided to keep that. But I mean, it was so cool to go to Geek Media Expo though because. Um, if, I don't know if you've ever seen or ever heard of the YouTube series called Marble Hornets or not, but the guys from Marble Hornets was there uh, a few times, and it's really cool to see their stuff because um, they're one of those found footage kind of YouTube channels uh, based off of um, a creepy, uh, creepy, creepy pasta um, of Slenderman, so it was kind of based slightly off of that, and. Um, uh, if you if you get a chance, I mean, if you love spooky stuff, if you like horror, and you like the uh, found footage kind of style 
horror and stuff like that, definitely give them a, a check on uh, YouTube. Like I said, it's Marble Hornets. They also have a lot of their uh, their stuff out. It's it's fully finished from my understanding. It's like three or four DVDs of the se for each season, uh, which is or I think there's three or four seasons. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's it's really cool. Some of them, some of the episodes are like. 14 seconds long some of them are like 15 20 minutes long but i mean it's still it's really cool really creepy and for a while i actually thought it was real until again i met the guys from marble hornets um it, it just gave you that vibe that something horrible was happening and stuff like that but definitely uh check that out if you get a chance um and they actually if if um I was going to say if I remember, but I do remember that they did make a movie based off of off the series too, called Always Watching. And they had uh, Doug Jones as the character, the creature called the operator, which is basically Slender Man, but it's not Slender Man because it's it's kind of based off Slender Man, but it's not. <coughs> but um, again, sorry. Um, and then they also wrote the game story for the game the or for the game Slender, um, the Arrival. I think is what it's called, Slender: The Arrival. Um, but they wrote the story for that as well, which was really cool. Um, I got to to the very end and I kept on dying, so I haven't totally finished the game, but it's still very fucking creepy. Um, if you like those kind of games as well. So yeah, definitely, definitely give those guys a check out though when you get a chance. But I think this is going to be it for today's podcast. Um, again, uh, I wasn't trying to make this a political one um, in the beginning. Um, but if you can, again, please donate to those uh, charities for uh, for the Covenant uh school in Nashville um, and uh, and check out those those games uh, check out the that series on YouTube if you can give, give these people some awesome uh, like likes and stuff they they put out a lot of work on all this stuff and uh, again thank you for listening to the Shane cast this is Shane signing off y'all have a good one